Welcome back to season two of Sorry for Your Loss. We're talking episodes one through three. Stay tuned for more awesome conversations. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What is the sniff the Hey guys! Hey guys! Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Sorry for Your Loss After Show. We're talking episodes one through three of season two. I'm your host, Shay Jones, and to my left, I have Miss Haley. She hey. has been a Sorry for Your Loss fan since first season. Yes. Introduce yourself so they know you. Hey guys, I'm Haley. I love this show. I think it's something we needed to see. We don't really get to see the loss of the perspective of a, a widow on TV. Which is true. I don't, we don't see it often. or yeah. we, I feel like not in a, as a, much as a complex way that this show actually touches or on. Or just as a whole TV show in general. Yeah. Like I said, guys, we're going to talk about episodes one through three, but since we're covering three episodes in this one after show, I'm going to try to make sure I reach everything. But if I don't, please forgive me. Spoilers right now in case you have not seen episodes one through three. So episode one titled Mid- Middle Finger, Thumbs Up. First of all, I just love the title. So. Yeah, the titles are really cool. So we have Lee, and you know she's hooking up with the guy. Yeah. A little her time. I mean, she needs her it. Postmates guy. Her postmates guy that we later find out. Yeah. So this is just a postmate that was guy. My favorite that, part. I mean, sometimes we just hook up with our Grubhub, our Postmates, yeah. our DoorDashes. You never People we know. Don't know. People we just don't know. Like a random hookup is. I feel like also a part of the grieving mm-hmm. and moving forward experience. She's going through her little. Whole phase, I guess. Oh, uh, I wouldn't call it whole phase because I feel like I feel like also like you know because of the time we live in. I feel like if somebody else hurt that, it might be considered shaming. Yeah. We're not shaming her at all. We're not. She can. She can get whatever yeah, she wants. She can get her life because <laughs> it, it is you know appropriate. Mm-hmm. It's been over a year. She's she's exploring yeah, what she wants. Yes, and she doesn't need a guy to talk. She just needs you mm-hmm. for the appendage, and that's about it. Yeah, I think she's not ready for an emotional connection. Oh, she, yeah, she was completely... He tried to yeah, have a connection. Yeah, that was so funny. Oh, my gosh. She's like, I just need you to stop. Can we just do what we're doing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's not learn to do what we're doing. But then the next scene was Richard and Amy. Mm-hmm. First of all, I love the fact that Mommy getting some. I don't know why that just made me happy you know, as an individual. I want to be happy it. for her, but I'm not happy for her at all. Okay, yes, because of their relationship. The fact good... that he's still married. Yeah. And they are just hooking up in either, like, his, I think his office, maybe? Um, no, in the studio. Oh, yeah, in the studio. But yeah. I didn't know which office it was, so I was just like, uh, an office. And they're just, you know, it was. It looks like she was having fun. They had fun together. Yeah. I, Granted, I think, cheating is wrong. Let's just be real clear. Yeah, we, we don't condone cheating. But I am happy for her as a character, like... Having some type of release, I guess, as you would say. Having some release. I think I love that word. She's definitely getting the release she needs. Yeah. Granted, it is with your ex husband, mm-hmm. and you have. I mean, you have a relationship with that person. It's it's, it's comfortable. Com- it's comfortable, and it's also complicated because he's still married. Yeah. And he wants her to go away with him for the weekend. Yeah. And you know she is on the fence about that. As she should be. Yeah. True. I mean, we'll get to her decision-making later for the episode. But then we have Danny. Danny is 
I wouldn't say so much a midlife crisis. No. I I feel like this is his own. Those are on his own stages of grief. That is what he's dealing yeah. with. He quit his job. He bought a motorcycle. He has decided to swap with somebody from Craigslist. That was a brave choice, sir. Yeah, that was really brave of him to be doing. <laughs> yeah, just, he just does just, that. Just come, just come to my apartment, and I'll stay in your apartment, mm-hmm. so I can also avoid my ex, uh, my brother's ex, a widow that I'm in love with, that I'm in love with, and I'm not really dealing with that either. Mm-hmm. He's just not going to deal with his emotions right now. I mean, he didn't even deal with fair. it when she came over, because when we started the scene, she tried to have the conversation, but it was a conversation he wasn't ready for. Yeah. And in a way, I don't think she was ready for it either. Because, to be honest, he hasn't been dead that long. It's not even been, like, a year. Yeah. It's been maybe six months. It's been six months since we uh, Matt died. And we like, we keep we see him in the flashbacks part of this episode. Why do you think, from that flashback, that Danny was so against him marrying Lee? That's a really good question. I don't think... Like, even when you, you see them in the first episode interacting, their their energy is just so different. Like, at first glance, you wouldn't think they would be a match together. And they challenge each other in different ways that I don't think Lee and Matt did. Okay. So, with that, and they're just, they have, they just have this weird connection that I can't really explain. I mean, because hate, like hate, is real easy to yeah. turn into love. It really is. And she's confront, like she is confrontational. I don't think he likes that. Oh, Danny, Danny, and like Leah, like she knows there's a problem, and she she'll talk about it with him, and he doesn't he doesn't like that at all. Yeah, but I think I think that's where I I kind of like that. Like he needs somebody to push him because otherwise it still gets swept up. Yeah. Like, granted, she's sweeping her own feelings at the same time, but at least she still will confront you. Yeah, I have, it, a, I have a question for you now. Sure. Do you think they're going to be together? Like, when all this is over? I want to say yes, but obviously, I think this is a time where they both need to find out who they are without Matt. In the sense of, now that Matt's gone, it's been six months... Where are we going to be in another six months or to a year from now? Are you still going to, you know, feel that way you felt? Like you said you saw the reason he was he fell in love with me. Yeah. Or will you just think of it as a lapse in judgment? Because even when Lee was having a conversation with her friend and he was trying to, he was saying that it was appropriate that Danny felt guilty about it. Yeah. About even having feelings for Lee. And on one hand, I can I can see both sides of why he should feel guilty because that was his brother. And nobody really could stop what happened that night. And it's normal for them to have feelings for each other. They spend so much time together and they lean on each other a lot. Except for apparently now where he's trying to back away from yeah. that. Because that was his brother's girl. That was his wife. Was. Is. Is that no? It's a it's a it's a it's a was now. I mean, it's a past tense. You were my brother's wife, and now you're just Lee, and now I actually have to see you in a different way because for years I just didn't want to acknowledge that you were a person. 
Yeah. I didn't want to acknowledge that you... I think in a way Danny felt like maybe Lee was taking Matt away from Danny, which is why he was so hostile like to that. her. I never thought about it like that. I like your your view on that. I never thought about it like that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I try. But, I mean, that's just kind of what I've gleaned from like watching that like this first episode of it. Because in my mind, am, you don't really know Lee. So why do you just instantly hate her? Yeah. Is it because now they're serious and, you know, you won't have your brother to, like, lean on as much? And that's something you're not used to? Because maybe you grew up together just leaning on each other so hard that now this new person comes and throws a wrench in. I think for me, that even though now Danny has quit his job, he hasn't got a motorcycle, before this, I don't think he wanted to shake things up in his life. He wanted things to stay the same. Yeah. But death, unfortunately, is the one thing that shakes up everything. Yeah, death will rock your life. Truly. I mean, speaking of things getting rocked, we have Julie trying to, you know, be better. And she's sober. And she, you know, gets the opportunity to maybe have this great opportunity for her business and as a dance instructor to, you know, get bigger, get bigger followers, get, you know, more stability in her life. But unfortunately, instead of listening to herself, she listens to Lee but in a way, I feel like she shouldn't have came home and blamed Lee in a way for yeah, that. Because she, at the end of the day, it was her choice. It was your decision to change everything. Mm-hmm. It just was. And I, I think it's maybe it's, it's been easy for her to blame other people. Yeah. For, you know, what goes wrong. I see her side and I see the family side. Yeah. Because she has had, she hasn't had the easiest life. And... When that happened, like, when she, she was doing the the choreography, yeah. I liked how she said, I know my students, and they're not, like, ready for this. But she she still listened to her sister. Yeah. Which, you can see that she loves her family, which is why when she said, I don't want to be part of this family anymore, it really hurt, hurt my heart a little bit. It did, because they do love each other. Yeah. I mean, I think for in my defense for Julie is the fact that everybody always wants to bring up her past. Let the past lie in my case. Like I am striving to do something. Why do you always bring it up every five seconds when as a justification for why I might be calling you on something? She's a very me person though. Julie? Yeah. Mm, we can say the same thing about Lee though. Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna throw stones, let's like let's. I'm 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 gonna try to you know fight for Julie for a second, play devil's advocate on that face. Cause yeah, Julie kind of like annoys me a little bit. Why? I like I like her character. I just want to be frank. Like I really do. <laughs> I appreciate her, mm-hmm. but I just like it's not about you right now. It's just not. You know what I mean? Yeah, but when you when I come home and you have cookie dough. I mean, in that point, she had a right to get upset because it's like you knew I would fail. That you knew I would fail, and I what I, I eat the cookie dough because I hate myself. That hurt. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That she hurt me when she said that. I because we all I think we all have our own coping mechanisms of like either eating something or doing something to make us that makes us try not to hate ourselves less, but we still end up doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, just in. For Julie, when Leah said you shouldn't, you know, don't put the blame. Granted, I understand where you're coming from, but 
You're also dis- disvaluing my feelings. Okay, you know what I don't like about this is what I mean. So it's okay to express your your feelings, but be careful who you say it around. Like it was at the end of the day, it was Lee's husband that died. So it's like saying this is like my my first Christmas without Matt in front of his wife. Say it to your mom. Don't say it to his his wife that this is the most like this is affecting the most. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Before we jump into like that episode real mm-hmm. quick uh i'm gonna just say thank you guys so much for tuning in to us here at AfterBus tv we so appreciate and love all the love and support you guys have given us over the years but to continue to do that here we need your help so if you're watching us right now on youtube hit that subscribe button and give us a thumbs up because i think we're awesome and yeah. thumbs up are cool but if you're listening to us right now on itunes um just Five-star ratings, the one through four are broken. They are depressed, so they don't work. It's just, I, I can't depressed. I can't explain why, how they got depressed and they just didn't work. But the five also works, and we're five-star people. So, Haley and me just want to say thank you so much for making us ESPN of TV Talk. And now we're going to jump into episode two, titled I'm Here. So, Julie has moved out. Yeah. She's moved out, and I mean, I think... She she that's something she really didn't need though. I'm happy she and it says she has to because she can't grow with everybody throwing her past in her face mm-hmm. at the same time. You can never grow if somebody's always throwing in your past mistakes in your face because no matter how it seems how far you've come, nobody will ever let you forget. Yeah, she needs a new start with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she moves in with um, dad and a self mom. Is that her dad? Well. Is that Lee's Techni- dad? Technically, is Lee's dad biologically. I'm assuming Julie, when she was adopted, came in, and they were family for a second. Okay, that's all I can I can you know astute to. Okay, cool. So yeah, <laughs> just because I don't like the father eater, so we know we know you don't. Um, so then we have Danny is at a Christmas party. Yeah, and he meets Miss Simone. Going crazy because she can't use the upstairs bathroom. I mean, granted, this line is long. Like, why would you only have one bathroom and then not yeah. let the upstairs bathroom be available to guests? Like, what's in like what's in the bathroom that you can't, <laughs> that she can't? It's you one can lock a, you can lock a door. Like, you can lock yeah. all the you can lock all the bedroom doors you would uh-huh. like, even the closets if you like. But really, the bathroom you're gonna get an argument over a bathroom. That's what confused like who does that. I. It depends, because that, that that lady's line was just long for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, she could have walked with her if she was going to steal something. I mean, she <laughs> she did end up stealing something yeah. later, but apparently she wasn't even invited. Yeah, that's what got me. I was like, I, I liked you so much until I realized what you just did. You weren't even invited to this party. You just got dumped and you showed up and decided... I mean, granted... If you just got dumped and you don't want to be sad, go to a movie or something. Like, yeah, don't go ju- to other people's houses. Ju- yeah, don't go to other people's houses. Don't steal their nativity scenes. I mean, granted, it wasn't a good one. But don't steal nobody's nativity scenes. And, you know, I feel like... I just I don't like the way she did that. Like, her reasoning behind getting dumped and then just going to somebody else's house and causing drama in somebody else's life because you just went through your own drama yourself. Yeah. She's trying to, like, make other people feel pain right now. Yeah. Misery misery loves company. Mm-hmm. It just does. And 
I think that's also what intrigues Danny to her. Because he's supposed to, like, meet up with, the like, a date there. Yeah. But, obviously, the date was late, and then he started feeling her. And they decided to go adventuring through the town. And, I'm sorry, but if a girl is going to joke about being molested by her father, that should be a warning bell in somebody's... I need a warning to go off in Denny's head right that one. The warning bell should have been when she stole something from a person's... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Come on. But for I'm sorry. That was, that is a warning bell of the highest notation. Yeah. I was molested by my father. Oh no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay, I'm joking, and I'm gonna get off. <laughs> and no, uh, but it was when they saw the Santa and on the bus, and he said what what he wanted was to be free, free from everything. And in my in, in my mind, I feel like maybe he also is depressed, but without like being diagnosed in a way. Because why would you? Because he said, "I want to be free, free from responsibility, from everything, from everyone." That's what I. I don't think it was depression. I. It could have been. I just think like be free from like not having responsibilities. Like I don't want to pay bills. I don't want to you know deal yeah, with the person at work. I don't like. <laughs> True, but I think like, he meant like something deeper, deeper than that. Yeah. Because I think he really just wants. That I feel like him, him, you know, staying, going back from his time with spending time with Lee, quitting his job, buying a motorcycle, not wanting to go home for Christmas. Granted, you did, you lost your brother, but you're also leaving your mom, who lost her son that she gave birth to. He could be depressed because it runs in his family. Yeah, but also in our community, we don't talk about it. Yeah, they don't talk. Especially, you see it, like, you see him talk about how no one ever talks about it. Like, the mom does not want to acknowledge that her her husband was oppressed and that her son may have killed himself because he was oppressed, too. Yeah. And I feel like maybe with Matt's death, it's something that triggered something in Danny. Mm-hmm. Gosh. But, you know, they, you know, they go to the hotel and he jumps... Off the second story floor into a gated pool. I, I'm glad he made it. That's all I'm going to say. What was he thinking in that moment? I get, I'm going to feel free. I'm, maybe I'll feel even an inch, hit the pavement. an inch of what Matt felt the night he died. I really do not know what's going through his head. And then Simone didn't help. Oh gave him God. the champagne, the bottle of champagne, and just kissed him and sent him on his way. I don't like her. Well, I yeah. like I, I want to see more of her, but I don't I don't like her. I mean, she stole his phone and his wallet. I'm pretty sure we ain't seeing no more Simone. We, but she was such like a big character in this episode. I mean, sometimes I think some people come into your life for a reason and a season. I think okay. she's a season that's quick, <laughs> and <laughs> like some people come into your life to teach you something. For him, he said it was, like, what he just experienced was the worst. I think it was, he felt, granted, it's a little bit destructive. Yeah. But he felt something. And he, I think he felt not numb. I think he's been numb since quitting his job, buying a motorcycle, moving to the beach, swapping apartments, just trying not to think. That That's fair. So I feel like that's why it was worth it to him, because... Somehow, he, the only number he also remembered was Julie's number. Yeah. Why not call, like, your mom? Well, granted, I don't think you want to deal with your mom in that, that situation. No. 
But somehow he remembered Julie's number. She came to get him and he told her everything. And she's like, there's nothing you have done today that I probably haven't done. Yeah. And I also feel like when you do something like that, you also need somebody who understands. I did like her in that moment. Like, I, she was, I do like that about her as if you, if you like do something, she can't judge you because she's done everything. And I think that's an issue I think we as humans have. No one can be judged. Everybody judges. Yeah. I mean, some people just don't. Some, especially depending on the religion you're in, depending on how you live your life, some people just don't judge because it's not, what's to judge? Like, you're going to do you and I'm going to do me. All I can do is be here and be that person for you when you need me to be. And I'm not here to just tell you that you just made a humongous mistake. Either you know you made a mistake or you don't feel you did, and then that's about it. You need somebody to pick you up, get you some coffee, and drive you home? I get girl. Yeah, and Matt did that for her. Yeah. So it could be her way of just returning the favor and taking care of his brother. Yeah. And then we have Lee, who learns, you know, that sometimes her mom and sister dream of Matt, but she has stopped. Yeah. And... I thought that was interesting, and then mom decides, okay, let me just call my old college friend, and, you know, he brings DMT, which is, for those who don't know what DMT for, I cannot pronounce its actual name because it's long, it makes no sense, and I'm not a doctor. Um, However, it is a psychedelic drug, and her mom, I loved her mom's line when she was like, I would never let you try drugs I have not tried myself. Yeah, like, what have you done, mom? What else have you done, mom? (laughs) It's like a better question. Yeah. But even her mom was a little embarrassed when her friend was just saying, like, this woman was crazy. She used to kind of deal for me. And she's like, no, honey, I, I didn't I didn't really deal. It was just helping a friend. <laughs> I want to learn more about her backstory. As a justification, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And so every time Leah in her hallucination tries to, you know, reach Matt and try to open the thing, she gets back to right where she started. Like, Matt's in a vault that she can't touch. Yeah. And then he finally tells her to stop, and she just, you know, finally opens her eyes and sees him. And it was such a beautiful moment, that beautiful was shot. great acting on Elizabeth's part. On both their parts. I thought yeah. it was everything. Like, when she woke up, I, was, I started crying a little bit. I like how the how it seemed so bright, and then it faded into the natural color. Yeah. I thought that was just beautiful. And I think it also, in a way, could be reflective of... I'm behind here. You have to let me stay here. You can't be here with me. Yeah, because that's the reason you can't get in. She needs to. She doesn't need to move on, but she needs to find a way to be. Yeah, be okay. Being okay, like anybody saying, you got to be great. You got to be doing fine. Yeah, okay is seriously the good thing to be. Because I don't think she's okay right now. No. And then you know they're having all these traditions, and because Julie's moved out, it's kind of hard to you know, get everybody together and then they have a big blowout fight between Lee and Julie and words were said. Hurt feelings were hurt. Yeah. Mom ends up yelling and stalking off. This fight needed to happen, though. It did. I mean, they both had valid points. I mean, it, it's, it's a I mean, you can't tell somebody how to grieve. You can't tell somebody how to feel. But you can't also keep using your husband as a crutch. Yeah. To keep you from living. You can't use it. You can't keep using it as an excuse. So for like 
and that you're the only pain. I think in like Julie's defense is just saying, we know you lost Matt. And we're not saying that's not something you should be grieving about. But you forget that we also loved him. That he helped me when I needed it. When you maybe have given up on me. He might have changed my life. But you're making it seem like you're the only one that's hurt. I like that. She said, how long do you get like to use this card? I thought that was very smart, too. Because no one knows. In like reality, no one knows how long you get like to say that. Or how long. Yeah, just how long you get to be in it. Yeah. Grief has no time. It doesn't, but sometimes you gotta get, you gotta, you, you can't go on from, like, I don't think more than a year. You have to get, you gotta get pulled out. She does. And, and like, some, and like, I'm, I think in Julie's defense, that's what she's also trying to do. She wants to pull you out. She wants you, you to see her as a sister that can help you be pulled out of it. Their love language is off. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the love languages, the five love languages. Yeah, they, they they need to come together and just communicate better because there's so much love there. I mean, speaking of communication, that brings us right up to episode three. What's wrong right. with your chest? My favorite they episode. They are in group therapy a couple days before Christmas. And this is the funniest therapy I've ever seen. I will say, I really just, I think it was the funniest like therapy scene because we have two sisters arguing on top of each other and the mom just kind of like, girls like calm down like calm down and don't then, embarrass me right now and then so you know the therapist decides that they should do some empathy training and to have the conversation like they have before but as the other person and julie says something that she feels that lee blames her for taking her away the night that matt died yeah which is something i never even thought of like that never crossed my mind either did it cross yours? I mean, it it explains a lot of why she's she still like her sister's hurting so much about Matt too, because she feels as if she's to blame. Yeah, like if I if I didn't take you away that night, Matt might still be here. Her communication, if she communicated that earlier, I don't think we'd have as much problems as we do now. Yeah, but we're talking about sisters who are in their 20s and have been doing this for years before they even got into a therapy room. That's very true. So, I mean, that communication has obviously always been off anyway, so it took them getting to the therapy room to have the conversation. But what was interesting was the therapist saying that the uh, Amy... What what was the word she used? She's... um, Um, Undermining. She's undermining the the two sisters in a way and she and like she's not having the best Homegirl time did with, not take that well she didn't she started cleaning yeah. the house crazily like i've never seen before <laughs> she even started going through all her past stuff you and in my mind i mean granted you live in the house so you've probably accumulated a lot of things that broke but, her but then even having you know um Lee asked her, you never talk about your mom. Like, I don't know anything about my grandmother. Like, what was she like? And then having to sit there and say, my mother was physically abusive to me, which is something I don't think she's ever shared with, you know, Julia or uh, Lee before. And for her, in a way, to almost be put in the same category as her own mother, that's what triggered her the most. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think she thinks of herself that way. 
Yeah, she's not abusive at, at all. She's not abusive. Overprotective, overloving. Which is why I think she has a hard time seeing what am I doing wrong because I'm my mom hit me. She was emotionally not there and I am none, none of those things. So how can I be a, the problem? And I think that's the thing with parenting, especially uh, from children who grow up from abuse that way. You always want not to be your parent. You never want to be the same parent that your parent was to you because you know how it affected you. So you never want to have your own child feel that way. And, you know, she she found these old, you know, smokes and she takes them outside. And she has her own memory of Matt the night before him and Lee's wedding. And it's just the so sweetest, cute. cutest little moment yeah. I've ever seen. And just they're talking, her reliving um, her when she first met Richard and how they met and saying that you always feel like you want to run away the day before she's like I he's like I don't I am so afraid that I'm going to run towards her as hard as I can that she's going to so cute and I, I think that's a, a beautiful thing because I don't know maybe it's just, it could be this generation but past generations when it comes to marriage the divorce rate has gotten so high because I don't think you realize what it really entails when you get married to somebody, when you tether yourself to another person for forever. Yeah, it's for sure a different time. Just in, like, I think the dynamic between men and women. Yeah. It's like 51% now, I think. Divorce rate? Yeah. Dang, it's more than... I thought it was 49%, but 51 makes sense. Do you think that if couples did pre-marriage um, counseling that... And, like, maybe do, like, a yearly therapy session. Yes. They'd be happier and stay married longer. For sure. Or just don't get married too fast. Like, know who you're marrying. I mean, granted, you can't really know who you're marrying. That's that's very true. <laughs> you you can know only so much as somebody shows you. Yes. But, and I, but I love the I love the fact that he, she was helping him dance and everything like that because we got to live his off track. But then... You know, and the therapy gave Julie and Amy, you know, their own homework to, you know, make Christmas dinner. And it seems to have, you know, helped their relationship a little bit more. And then we also, you know, we know what Julia would want to say to her mom, her own birth mother. If she ever remembered, but not the reply. I don't, she's always thought of what, what she would say, but never the answer. Yeah. I found that really interesting. Yeah. Like you never thought like what she would say. I think it's the fear of the unknown for her. Like, because there, there's been a lot of unknowns for Julie. Like, obviously, she, she is wanted. She's, she was adopted into a family. But it's hard to still fear because somebody gave you up. Yeah. That's always, like, you want to know why. Yeah. And then there was something on... <laughs> Amy's chest that's just red and I yeah. legit thought she needed to get checked out by a doctor but that was me and so Richard, Sabrina, and Evie come over and you know they're having a good moment but I still think whatever drug she was smoking on yeah what, what was she smoking? I don't even know I, I think that cigarette was really old enough where <laughs> like where it was just like it fermented over time and like everything it maybe just fermented over time and like she just, but granted, we, there was some truths about her. It was truths she like never even talked about. I don't think even to herself. So I think that was therapeutic for her to get out. Mm-hmm. But she outs her relationship with that Richard at the table. Was so funny to me. 
I laughed so hard. I was just like, hmm. Okay, man. We're going right to it. We're just going to, we're just going to knock it over the head. And then it was telling. I feel, I feel like now, I think we definitely understand Amy more because she said, I've poured so much of myself into you guys. And as a parent, you know, sometimes when you're around 10 years old, like you kind of don't need us anymore. And then when, you know, you guys moved back and you needed me, I felt whole again because I've kind of surrounded myself with you guys. And I don't know how to be Amy. I don't know who Amy is if I'm not taking care of you, if I'm not being the person you need me to be. I think every parent, maybe not to that extreme, yes, has gone through who am I without my kids? Like, what do I do? Because you do pour, your life is a, is them when they are born. Yes. So I really, I liked how they showed us that because it's not something that we see a lot on TV and great acting. It was phenomenal. She was just like, I am a blind idiot and a coward sore. And I, I felt in a way bad for her, but I feel like this is something you needed to say, get out, let it out, let it out because you, I think you've been holding it in for Mm -hmm. eons and it needs to be said. And then she decided that she's going to leave the house to the girls and she's going to go stay in an Airbnb in Alaska because she's never been there. And I feel like this is her, I think the first three episodes in a way is about finding out who we are now. Yeah. You're seeing more of the outside characters Mm -hmm. besides Lee in this season. Yeah, so we're finding out, they're trying to figure out who they are in this next act, this next level of their lives. Yeah. And it's most likely going to be different because life brings changes. I also want to want to mention, she raised those girls mostly by herself. Yeah. Which is incredible. Like, that it took her this long to have, like, a breakdown. That is true. You, I waited till you guys got almost in your thirties, and I, 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 went, yeah. I had a breakdown. But, and I think the girls do appreciate the fact that she was mostly a single parent, and she did work hard for them. They appreciate it. She gave them a job. Hmm? She gave them a job. Yeah, she gave them a job when she left. You guys take care of each other. We have, and then she left. She got on her lift, and then. Yeah. She's like, we're gonna need those. We're still gonna need those four hours. I mean, four day, uh, four therapy that was sessions. So funny. We're just gonna need those four therapy sessions, right? And I, I'm really excited to see what happens next. Yeah, them alone without their mom to yeah. like separate them. Yeah, and, they and work out to be adults together. Yes, because you guys are adults. I'm sorry, you're grown women. Stop fighting. Stop like, or or it's just stop being passive aggressive. Yes, Leah, stop. Lee, stop attacking. And Julie's not being passive-aggressive. Those are just, like, my two thoughts. But that's the end of episode three, and Miss Haley is going to give us, uh, give you guys our top three. Yes, so today we'll be talking about the top three TV losses. So, number one, Jack Pearson from This Is Us. Sorry if it's, like, a spoiler if you <laughs> haven't seen it, but... Disclaimer. Yeah. Spoiler. You know he's dead in the first episode. I don't think it's, like, that bad. So, second one is Make a Dreamy, Dr. Derek from Grey's Anatomy. People were so sad about that death. I we still talk about it. They still talk about it. Yeah, people so are not over that death. And then no- number three is a throwback. Prue Halliwell from, from their Charmed. original Charmed. Because, uh, I love Charmed. Only for three seasons, <laughs> but one of the best. 
Yeah. I mean, I liked Paige, but yeah, you like some originals just they're yeah. hard. And now also Haley's going to give you some news and gossip. Yes. Okay. So recently the creator of the show, Kit Steinkeller, talked about how so since Lee is stable, we're going to, to dive in into like the other characters and how they're going to transition without Matt also. You're going to see a lot more of Danny and Matt and their interactions from both of the characters' perspective. Okay. But we're still going to keep the the question or like the cycle of the cyclical nature of grief and what that does to people. Yeah. I mean, they're doing it. Grief is... Yeah. The they, show's about grief. Yeah. And grief... Grief sucks. Grief sucks. Grief affects everyone differently. But I also like how they, they do that in the show. Like, it just shows everybody's grief and how different it actually is. Because sometimes I think people don't understand other people's grief enough to understand that how they're dealing with it, how, they're, how you're dealing with it on your own personal, on a personal yeah. level will never be the same as and, somebody else. And sometimes you just don't, like, pay t- like think about it. And then years later, it can come back and you'll be crying on the floor. Yeah. Or something that happened five years ago. Well, we're going to get into some quick predictions. Yes. Your you After Buzz TV predictions. So do you have any predictions for either the next episode or the upcoming uh, upcoming episodes for this yes. season? Yes, I think Julie's going to get a girlfriend. Because <laughs> they, they mentioned. Yes. And I I knew that, but I, wa- I didn't want to assume. But even though I, I just said I, I knew it, I want her <laughs> to get a girlfriend. I think she'd be so happy. I just want... I, I want to see that for her. Well, she's a year sober now, so she can actually date. Yes. This is a perfect opportunity for her to get a girlfriend. Okay. I need Lee to spend more time with that girl from The Grief. Oh, uh, from The... Okay. I love their whole, like, friendship and their whole, like, situation. I, I want them to go on, like, a party. Like, just a little girl's trip. Okay. I'll be down for that. Yeah, I think Danny's going to continue to be reckless. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree with that. I think Danny's going to be a little reckless for a little while until either he snaps himself out of it or Lee doesn't give up on snapping him out of it. And to realize that you might have lost your brother. And unfortunately, sometimes I know you wish it had been me, but I'm here. Wake up. Get on with your life, sir. Yes. Um, <laughs> I also hope maybe some Danny Lee might actually get together by the end of this season. Wow. Or even if we get a third season, the beginning of the very, third season. I want that to happen, but I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, we'll find out, obviously. I hope it does, though. <laughs> so that's what I hope. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our season two recap of episodes one and three of Sorry for Your Loss. Haley, can you tell the people where they can find you? Yes, you can find me everywhere at Haley Matthews. You guys can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram and Stumptown on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Thank you guys so much. See you back again at 7.30 yes. for episode four. Bye. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 